Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back at a John Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Rose gets first request. Uh, a little James Ingram and Patty Austin. It is James Ingram's birthday today, the late, great James Ingram, who, by the way, is from Akron, Ohio. He was born and raised in Akron, Ohio. So Look at you. Yes. A couple of famous people from Akron, Ohio, and uh-huh. James Ingram and John Chuckery. Well, I'm not from Akron, Ohio. I'm from Canton, Ohio. But, oh, that's know, right. Same thing. Yeah. Um, anyway. Now, let's get to this here for just a second. Whose birthday is it that works at the radio station today? Warren Romaine. Okay. It's also the weekend's birthday today. Now, do you have any idea how old Oren is? Yeah, I, I found out today just because I heard him talk about it okay. on the air, and I was shocked because I did not think he was this old. Oren is 41. Okay. Because the weekend is 33 today. Now, I think that they were separated at birth. They if, had if, to be. If you see pictures of Oren and put the weekend beside him, they got to be brothers. Absolutely. They have to be. Absolutely. Warren and Abel. Yeah. I, I I mean, and again, you know, I I don't I don't know Orn's blinding lights or anything like that. <laughs> you know. Um So, but, does this mean Orn is from Canada or that the weekend is not from Canada? You know, I think that the weekend was taken to Canada. Ah, okay. I, I, I think that I think that there was shenanigans. Okay. And he ended up in Canada. Gotcha. Now the the funny thing is, by the way, too, looking at the weekend, he was born the year I graduated from high school, nineteen ninety. So if that tells you how old I am, um, but it's also it's also Ice T's birthday today, and it's also Ava Max's birthday today. One of my favorite singers. I love Ava Max. She looks good too. She looks really good, but. Yes, she is. Uh, it's her 29th birthday today, but Orin in the weekend. It isn't coincidence that they have the same birthday. It's not. Yeah, but I really enjoyed Orin's halftime performance a couple of years ago. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's, they got it. Um, they got to be like fraternal twins or just brothers I, or something like there that. There is there is something that genetically links them, like. Either the weekend or Oren ended up in, you know, well, well, the weekend ended up in Toronto, Canada. So I don't know. But yeah, they they look too much alike to not be some kind of brother, you know, have some kind of, you know, same gene pool that's associated with them and all that. So anyway. All right, let's get to a college football roundup. <laughs> For the College Football Roundup, a complete look at all the collegiate football action. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Uh, Former NFL coach Ken Wisenhunt has joined Alabama's football staff as a special assistant to head coach Nick Saban. Now, um, where did did Ken Wisenhunt play college football? I'm going to guess Georgia. Close. Auburn? No. Georgia Tech. Yes. There we go. Ken Wisenhunt was a was a player for Georgia Tech. I I thought that he had coached there, but he did not coach there. I was looking at, at his resume because I knew he played there. I knew he played at, at Tech and he was he was an alum 
but I thought that he at some point had coached it at Georgia Tech, but obviously has made multiple stops across the uh, the NFL. Um, but he's going to join uh, Nick Saban's staff. It's the ultimate rehab program, right, for guys that want to get back into coaching, into the league, into college football, whatever like that. So, um, look, he's a pretty good coach. I like Ken Wisenhunt, um, former Tech player, but um, just funny that this, you know, they, they do this kind of like rehab tour of all these guys um, that are on Nick Saban's staff. Uh, Ohio State has called off a home-and-home with the Washington Huskies. So this was scheduled for 2024 and 2025. In the statement uh, by Buckeyes Athletic Director Gene Smith, one of the most powerful people in all of college football, he said his school initiated the cancellation and will be responsible for a $500,000 penalty under terms of the contract. As a result of the cancellation, we will add an eighth home game for the 2024 season, affording us the opportunity to have funding, uh, have the funding to pay the penalty and guarantee that eighth opponent. So they were supposed to play Washington on September 14th of 2024 in Washington, and then Washington would have come to Columbus on September 13th of 2025. Um in a statement from Washington Athletic Director Jennifer Cohen, she said, we're very disappointed that our student-athletes, staff, and Husky Nation won't get to experience these two games with Ohio State. Everyone has had uh, these dates circled for a number of years, and we're looking forward to these opportunities to compete against the Buckeyes. We're in the process of finding new opponents to replace them, and we'll provide an update uh, as soon as uh, possible. So, um, so now they'll look for a non-conference opponent that they can schedule. Guess what they'll do? They'll go the Mac because that's what they always do. That's what, For years, for decades, you know, the joke was before Ohio State would win the Big Ten, they'd win the Mac because they'd play Ohio, uh, Ohio or Kent or, or Kent, I should say Kent, uh, Kent State, um, Akron, Toledo. You know, they'd play all the Mac schools and they're out of conference and maybe schedule one pretty good team, a Texas or a Southern Cal, but they'd circle, you know, several of those. Mac teams and go win the Mac championship before they went off and uh, won the Big Ten. So we'll see what happens. All right. The SEC Media Days schedule has been released. Um, and I think look up look up the Media Days this year. I think it's in Nashville, right? I think I think SEC Media Days this year for 2023 is in Nashville, Tennessee, right? Obviously here last year had a great time. Uh, but it's Nashville, right? Yeah, it's going to do that rotation now um, of of places around the country. But so here's at what the, the Grand Hyatt in okay. Nashville. Yeah. Um, listen, I'll, I'll take a trip there. The station will put me up and all that kind of stuff. I'll go to SEC Media Days again. Hey, they can just put you at the Grand Hyatt, and you can just go downstairs. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Of course, that'll never happen. But anyway, uh, trying to get money out of the station. <laughs> Please. Uh, I, I couldn't get ga- I couldn't get gas money. I, I had to fight to get gas money to go two hours away to do a remote with Mike Bell in Sonoy, where, where they filmed The Walking Dead. But anyway, um, Monday will be LSU's Brian Kelly, Missouri's Eli Drinkwitz, Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher. Tuesday will be Auburn's Hugh Freeze, Georgia's Kirby Smart. Zach Arnett of Mississippi State and Charlie Lay from Vanderbilt. So Kirby Smart 
<coughs> excuse me, will be on Tuesday. Wednesday, Lord Saban from Alabama, Sam Pittman of Arkansas, Billy Napier of Florida, and Mark Stoops for Kentucky. And then Thursday will be Lane Kiffin of Old Miss, Shane Beamer of South Carolina, and Josh Heupel from Tennessee. Interesting that Tennessee having such a great season last year. They will go last uh, in there. So Kirby Smart will be Tuesday of uh, that week, and um, that'll be the 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th of July. So if, you know, we're looking for somewhere to send old Chuckery, we can send him over there, whatever like that. Nashville would be a lot of fun anyway. So, um, so there's a bill that Florida lawmakers are set to introduce that would criminalize storming fields or courts at sporting events. Now, this bill has been introduced by Corey Simon, the former NFL. Okay, let me uh, hold on. Do you know who Corey Simon is? I know how to play Simon Says. Corey Simon, though, not can't say I'm too 40, familiar with him. 47 minutes. You're almost there. Yeah. You're almost there. Um, I may or may not make it. But uh, Corey, Corey Simon, former Florida State player, has introduced a bill, SB 764, also titled the Interference with Sporting or Entertainment Events Bill. It would make entering a quote-unquote covered area in a stadium or arena a first-degree misdemeanor. The penalty for breaking that law would carry up to a year in jail and a $2,500 fine. The bill defines covered area as any area designated for use by the players, coaches, officials, performers, or personnel administrating uh, a covered event that is on or adjacent to the area of performance or play. Interesting. If it passes, um, if it passes, then it could get into law pretty quickly here. Um, but we'll see if this thing goes through. How do you, how do you control? Like, so thirty thousand people run onto the field to storm the field and pull down the goalposts. You gonna arrest them all, or or, or how you gonna how you gonna how you gonna Legislate that. Yeah, you're just going to catch who you can catch? Right. Just, okay, I got you, and I know your name, but I didn't get Joe Bag of Donuts over here, and I, I don't know. I mean, that that seems like a very arbitrary thing to try to enforce and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> and I guess it's because, you know, they, they pull down on the goalposts and everything, but that's part of college life, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of what you do. I mean, I understand that the conference finds you. You know, you, you get fines from your individual conference if it happens once, twice, whatever, and the fines go up. And then you got to have the replacement cost of. But again, these schools are getting umpteens of millions of dollars. Uh, okay, anyway. All right, crazy. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk some Hawks basketball when we get back. I don't know why, but we'll talk some Hawks basketball when we get back. Chuck Ray in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 1990thegamethedodyssey.com. Attention, adoring fans. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey. 
Folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the uh, Kia Studios. Going until 11 o'clock. Um, Josh Hartnett is coming up afterward. He's going to do a little 11 to 12, so um, you'll get that celebrity take from Josh. So uh, he's hanging out here. He'll be in the Kia Studios with me here. So uh, 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Honestly, absolutely catch us on the go. Social media at 9 game at JMCH316 on the Twitter machine. All right. We uh, we took a good bit of phone calls earlier in the show. If you want to jump on 404-741-0929, jump on the phone lines and uh, give us your thoughts about the Hawks. Look, I thought that the low point of the season was Monday night when they lost to the dreadful Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, that was kind of the, the rock bottom part of, of everything. Well, then... They come home from that long, extensive road trip, a, a ton of, uh, 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 sorry, uh, a million miles away in Charlotte, North Carolina, come back home to play the team that is directly in front of them at home at State Farm Arena. The um, uh, Trey and Nate McMillan. Talked about playing better defense, this, that, and the other. And I don't want to say it was a must-win game, but it was pretty close to you got to, if you're going to catch the Knicks or anybody in front of you, you, you better have won and you better get on a winning streak here. And then the Hawks come out and get beat 122-101, and they were never in that game. That game got out of hand pretty quickly. What is it, 37 points in the first quarter. They scored 62 in the first half. And the Hawks were never in that game. And the big three from the New York Knicks, Randall, Brunson, R.J. Barrett, 70 points. Our big three, Trey, DeJounte Murray, John Collins, 33 points. Fact, John Collins, after 22 minutes of play, left the game. He was injured and didn't come back. This was the low point. Now, Here's, here's what I'll say about the Hawks, and we had a lot of discussion about this earlier, okay? First off, this is everybody's fault. It's not just Nate's. It's not just Trey. It's not just John Collins, DeAndre Hunter. Every, it's everybody's fault. It's everybody's fault from ownership to the general managers to the coach to the players to the ball boys to the guys that sell hot dogs in Section 222 to the guys that sweep the floor. It's everybody's fault. Because it, when, it's, it, when it's this level of dysfunction with an organization, everybody's to blame. Nobody gets out unscathed. Nobody gets out alive from all of this. So that's number one. Number two, this is all going to be about what Tony Ressler decides to do with this franchise. This won't be what... Kyle Korver wants, what Landry Fields wants, what the players want, what even Nick Ressler wants. Tony Ressler is going to decide whether or not this franchise 
needs to blow things up, or it can continue going forward. Now, nobody in NBA circles, nobody, and I talk to several people, communicate with several different folks, analysts and everything else, nobody believes Nate McMillan is coming back. In fact, he did try to quit a, a few weeks ago and had to be talked back into it and all that kind of stuff. And don't believe, like, you know, oh, well, he was going to wait until the end of the year. No. They weren't going to fire him before the end of the year. They want him to coach out this year, and they've always made that clear behind the scenes and stuff. They've always wanted him to coach it out, but they weren't going to fire him. But, you know, he was going to walk away. So he won't be back. So – all the Nate McMillan hate and everything like that, you got to last with it for whatever, these last 24 games and then whatever the play-in game is. You know, and, and they'll, be in the, they'll be in the play-in tournament somehow, whether it's 7, 8, 9, 10, they will be in that range. They ain't getting up to six. They ain't, get, they ain't, they ain't going to be good enough to get on a long enough winning streak to get themselves up to six to really chip into anybody's lead. And even though the Knicks are three and a half games above the Hawks in the sixth seed, they ain't catching them at this point. And reality is the Hawks will get in the play-in tournament. Maybe they'll win a game or two. Maybe they'll get out of the play-in tournament. And then they'll play the Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks in round one. Most likely whoever's the number one seed and, Boston right now is the number one seed. Milwaukee's the two seed. Milwaukee is 40 and 17. The Celtics are 42 and 17. So percentage points really is, you know, the, the big dictator. They both got the same number of losses with 17 losses. Anybody want to see that matchup? This Atlanta Hawks team against Boston or Milwaukee? You thought Miami was bad last year. This team might be worse. Let me put it this way. This team is certainly more dysfunctional. So it won't go well when they get hooked up with Boston or Milwaukee at that point and actually are trying to win a series for all of it. But this is this is the low point. This will be what Tony Wrestler wants to do. And for a lot of us, you know, I, I joked earlier in the show, you know, I – can't stands anymore or what what did I say what what was the um let's see my my brain is uh my brain is dead I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more the the Popeye sound I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more well that's that's where this team is they're not fun to watch they're too frustrating to watch night in night out they have not they have not at a single solitary time this season taking advantage of the schedule that's in front of them. They've lost three of four to the worst team in the Eastern Conference. They were run out of their building last night against a team that you had everything to play for last night. They're just lingering around a game below 500 in the eighth seed right now. They're a hard watch. Like, they're hard to watch. I joked earlier... When they go when they go play the Cavaliers, that's that's their first game back on the 24th, Friday night on the 24th. They should just not show up for the rest of the year. Like honestly, everybody's in the building, crowds rooting and cheering. 
The Cavaliers are going through warm-ups. They're going through layup drills. And they look over, and there's nobody in the Hawks bench. Nobody on the Hawks side of the court. Players, coaches, whatever. They should just they should just throw in the towel at this point. Because this is not going to get better. And I heard Freaky this morning talking about, you know, well, fire Nate now and see what you can do. Why? So you can be on your fourth coach in six years? Because you're not going out and getting a free agent coach to coach 24 games and be on a tryout. That's not happening. No one's going to take that gig. So you're going to promote somebody off your bench. Or, you know, I heard Kyle Korver. Huh? Any of the assistant GM? What what are we? We got Frank Robinson now, player manager and all that stuff. Korver going to go out there and shoot a few, pick up a few threes. So you got to promote somebody off your bench. And then when that doesn't work out, you have your fourth coach in six years. What good organization does that? What what good organization does that in the NBA or any organization, any any professional sports league? If you have four coaches in six years, how good's your organization? That's what the Hawks would be staring at. As it is, they're looking at their third coach in six years. That's not a good trend either. That's not a good sign either to be on your third coach in six years. But this will come down to what Tony Ressler wants to do, whatever he decides on, because at this point, he's going to be the guy. He's not going in the luxury tax for now because he'll be that way next year because he won't have a choice. Even if he just keeps his roster intact, they will be in the luxury tax when all is said and done with all the salaries that go up. But this is a mess. So 404-741-0929, that's our phone line in our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Let's grab Chris out in College Park. What's going on, Chris? George Rattlesnake, man. How you doing? Good, buddy. How's it going, man? Hey, man, the Hawks. The Hawks, bro. It's a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, full John Chuckery. I know you always talk about, you know, the water cooling talking points six months in advance. Well, I'm going to give you the reason why we're in this predicament. It goes back to when we were in the Eastern Conference Finals you know, caught lightning in a bottle, whatever, Nate, new coach, whatever, we get there and we go down. The very next season, our star player, 8, 12, 14 games into the season, says the regular season is boring. It's not as fun. And I've said this on the morning show, that drove a wedge in the locker room because you got 14 or 15 other guys, as you like to say, you scafozo who are excited about the season are looking to repeat, maybe go to the championship and win the title. But our star player says that. I think that truly alienated Nate and Schlink, that was the beginning of the end. And the season didn't end well last year. And I think Nate, like you said, he's checked out. He's ready for the end of the season to be over so he can go on to his next gig. And I think also – with with everything that's going to go on, Tony Wrestler, it may be, in your wrestling terms, a no-holds-bars match, so to speak, for the Hawks. Nate's going to be gone. I can see Trey getting shopped. I think that's why Schlink ended up getting up out of there because he was talking about trading him, shopping him. And anything could happen. The Hawks may look like a whole different team. Uh, I'd love to hear your commentary. Thanks for letting me rattle on. Appreciate it. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is that – 
shouldn't be lost in that discussion is with the way things played out, fans were using that clip constantly, repeatedly. It was the first thing that fans were bringing up that we're not excited for the regular season. We needed to be over with and things like that. And they, and they played like it. Like they looked like a team that played like that. And that drove a wedge between the team and the fans. Because people are looking at, well, who are the Hawks to throw away the regular season? Who are the Hawks? The Hawks aren't good enough to, you know, just forget about the regular season. And that also, too, you know, drove a wedge between the fans and the Hawks organization. So it wasn't a very savvy or smart comment all the way around, especially with the way it played out. But it's it's a frustrating time. It's it's a frustrating time to to watch this team and you know, on one hand it's only 24 games left before we get into play in and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's going to go by quickly, but on the other hand, it's going to feel like it's 3 months of regular season that's left. And they'll come back and they play the Cavs, they play Brooklyn, they play Washington. Like they have good teams that they play. Teams that are in the playoff hunt, teams that are looking for seeding. At the same time, we're looking for seeding. Miami, Washington, they'll go on the road, play those teams four times in a matter of a few days. But I think that game last night was the low point of the season for the Atlanta Hawks. All right, more to come. We head to the top of the hour. We'll hand it off to Josh Hartnett when we get back uh, at the top of the hour. Well, from the top of the hour. We'll be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Chuck in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 910 The Game, app. You are my lady. Is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We got it together, didn't we? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We've definitely got our... Chuckery in the Key Studios. Brown Liquor Music Hour rolling right along. Josh Hartnett coming up at the top of the hour. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Honestly, apps how you catch us. When you're on the go, social media at 9 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMSH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. By the way, Dylan's going to produce this show, that, the Josh Hartnett show. Yep, because I'm like that. Yeah. Well, that's one you work on some of my show, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Kevin Durant had an interesting quote here. Uh, I guess this was earlier today or yesterday or something like that. Talking about, you know, the postseason expectations for the Phoenix Suns. Look, we talked to, who's that guy we had, um, Dylan? Brad Brad Botkin from, from CBS. Okay, NBA writer from CBS, right? Uh, yeah, NBA writer from CBS. And, and he said, no doubt about it, that the Phoenix Suns are the favorites by far to win the, the NBA championship with Booker and Durant and Chris Paul and all those guys, right, that that they were the overwhelming favorite. 
When asked, you know, about the postseason expectations with the Suns, Durant said this, it's pressure because I'm one of the best players ever to play the game. Now, what does it say if Kevin Durant doesn't win the NBA championship this year? Like, how much does his legacy, because of what happened in Brooklyn, and that wasn't all his fault, but that whole thing was one of the most dysfunctional teams in the history of the NBA. If he doesn't win a title in Phoenix, he didn't win a title in Oklahoma City, he had to go with, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond and those guys and go win an NBA title with them. They had won a title previously. But look, ain't no doubt about it that, one, Kevin Durant is one of the best players of all time. He's one of the best offensive players I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I've been around a long friggin' time. I've seen a lot of great offensive players. He's one of the best of all time. And he was a huge part of why the Warriors won that championship. Huge part. No denying that. But what, is it, what does it say that everywhere he's been the guy that if it doesn't get done this year for the Suns, is it ever going to happen? Brooklyn, Oklahoma City, Phoenix? Does his legacy take a hit? You know, when player when a, when a player is that great, I, I I don't I I don't measure it by you know their I don't measure their greatness by well I I shouldn't say it. let me let me put it like this there's a discussion between being one of the best players I've seen and things like that and who truly and then another discussion about who truly is the best of all time. You know, Dan Marino was a phenomenal quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in my lifetime. And I watched him a lot. I watched him in college. I watched him with the Dolphins. Just was an amazing. And I still remember that Monday night game against Chicago Bears, their only loss of that season. The only time that they lost in 86 was to the Miami Dolphins on Monday night. And I remember that game. I remember staying up to watch it. One of the classic games in Monday Night Football history. So I don't take anything away from Dan Marino and how great he is. But he ain't Tom Brady. And he ain't the universe of Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady's got 10 Super Bowl appearances and 7 victories out of all of it. Kevin Durant doesn't win an NBA title where he's the guy and and... There is a difference, I think. You know, again, I, I know he won the title with Golden State. He does have a championship ring, but there was a pretty strong supporting cast. And, you know, Steph Curry is one of the great players in NBA history. But he's, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I won't look at him like he's not one of the best of all time. But he won't be Michael, he won't be LeBron, he won't be Kobe from that standpoint. What'd you say about uh what what'd you say, Dylan? Oh, I was just giving you an answer. They won two. Golden yeah, State. It went yeah. back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So they 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 won back to back years because they beat the uh they, they beat the Cavs both years, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. So um and he was a huge part of that. But but they won a title before before Durant got there. 
They, they won a title before Durant got there, and they've won a title since Durant left, right? So they, they've got multiple championships with Durant and without Durant. And, and no doubt about it, he was a huge part of that, you know, run. Um, is, that the, is that the second winningest team or winningest team of all time? The one that won the, uh, the, the, the what were they, 72 and 10? Or 73 and 9. 73 and 9? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one they actually lost, though. KD oh, okay. wasn't yeah, there that, for that. That's the, that was the that, year before. Is that the the seventy three and nine team? Is that the is that the up three games to one and they yep. and they lost that? Okay, mm-hmm. because Kyrie Irving was that dude in that series, and LeBron makes the block and everything else that that went along with it. But I I, I don't take away his greatness, but when he's been the man, if he comes up short, I don't know. Is is he talked about and? Circles with Jordan and Bird and Magic and LeBron and Kobe and things like that. And and all of those guys had their running mates. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, Kobe didn't win all those titles by himself. Magic didn't win all those titles by himself. But they are looked at as the guys on those teams. Like, that's the standout player on those teams. Steph Curry, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. On a team filled with stars whether it's the Lakers, the Celtics, Golden State, on a team filled with a bunch of stars, they're the guys that stand out, and they're the guys most associated with those championship teams. I don't know that Durant will be looked at that, but he's certainly one of the best offensive players I've seen in my lifetime. He's certainly a first ballot Hall of Famer, not even a question about that. But is he in that Magic, LeBron, Michael type of – and – more than just the number of championships, because he, you know, obviously he's got two, but more than just the number of championships, the idea of leading his team to an NBA title. Because they should be the overwhelming favorite to win the NBA championship. Uh, Boston should be up there. Milwaukee should be up there for when they're fully healthy. And the Suns, I don't think Dallas is in that mix. I don't when I look at Dallas, I don't think they're in the mix of Phoenix. Boston and Milwaukee. I don't think Golden State's nearly as good this year. So, I mean, it should be one of those three. And, look, I don't trust the Denver Nuggets. Sorry. I mean, they got Joker and they got a three-time MVP. But until I see Denver do it, they're a great regular season team, but they don't get it done in the playoffs. But it is interesting because, you know, he is one of the great players in the history of the game. And he says it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. But if they don't win the NBA title this year, let's say they lose. Let's say even this. If they lose to somebody besides Boston or Milwaukee, because that'll be the out. Well, Boston was a great team. Well, Milwaukee was a great team, whatever. If they lose to somebody other than Boston and Milwaukee in the NBA Finals, or they don't get to the NBA Finals, I don't know that that there isn't a little bit of, you know, questioning the legacy of, you know, how how dominant was Durant or how much could he lead a team. And right, wrong, or indifferent, he's a super max $50 million a year player. You're always going to get that attention and those eyeballs on you when you're at that level. When you're one of the greatest players in the history of the game, you get all that attention and all those eyeballs on you. No, no different than when LeBron went to Miami when he came back, when he went to L.A., no different than all of that. 
All right, when we get back, we'll wrap things up with the Love TKO. We'll hand it off to Josh Hartnett after that. Chuck Reed for a couple more minutes here in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 at the game. We're wrapping things up on the John Chuckery Show, as we always do with the Love TKO. Got Josh Hartnett here in studio. He's going to take you for the next hour. Before we get out of here, though, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history. Looking back over my years, I guess I shed some tears. Now, Josh... Um, Dylan is going to produce you for this hour. So yes, sir. That's three hours more than he produced me last night. So, anyway. <laughs> um, and then he didn't You weren't even on for that long last that, night. Then he didn't even work Monday. Yeah, so, you, had the, you had the new guy last yeah, night, right? So, I had, yeah, Max Von Cedow, So um, we I got just abide the, by the schedule, Chuck. We got all these acts. Yeah, I know. I know. We're always abiding by But it's always a blessing to, to be able to produce you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, again, I... I see him about half the time. So anyway, um, you know, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. You know, he's too busy podcasting and doing the, you know, homegrown, uh, you know, tooks and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so whatever that is. Are you on this weekend, Dylan? By the way, yes, I am on Saturday. End of whatever basketball game we're doing. Excuse okay. me for not knowing off the top of my head until eight p.m. So, so about two hours, probably. So Atlanta United plays this weekend, right? They do not. They had oh. their friendly yesterday, and okay. then their first game is okay. next weekend. So so that means you'll be here on Monday to produce the show, right? Mm, that'll be a big fat no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm usually off on Mondays. And is oh. it Mon- Monday's President's, uh, President's Day, right? No. It's uh, not this well, month? It is this Monday. Is it the twenty? Is the twentieth this Monday? I think so. Yeah, the twentieth oh, wow. this Monday. So you won't okay. even be here Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. so we'll both get a Monday off this Monday, Chuck. Wow, okay. All right. Well, my daughter starts her winter break uh, that week, so okay. Well, I'll take advantage of that because, uh, oh, that's right, because we're not even podcasting on Monday. Jarvis said we have the day off. There so. you go. Okay. All right. Well, that's all good. So Look at me delivering pleasant surprises to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we had a show, I mean, you know, for a <laughs> fat chance you'd work on a Monday or whatever like that. So Again, you know. I just abide by the schedule. Okay. I'm just all a right. rule follower, John. All right. You know, all those years that I work six and seven days a week and stuff like that. Now, look, I, I still work six huh? days a week. Just no, I just don't work no, on no, Mondays. Your, po- your podcast doesn't count for all of that. I work you're, here you're, six you're, days you're, a week. Huh? What? I work here six days a week. Huh. Yeah. Mm. You worked last night? Yes. Uh, Well, yeah, it's because you were doing Atlanta United and stuff. Uh So so all the things that take you away from the actual show itself. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Uh, Josh, uh, good luck uh, with Dylon producing. uh, Thank you, sir. You know, he'll. uh, He's going to treat me right. Oh, yeah. We'll be back with you tomorrow night for the uh, full four. A lot of stuff uh, in store. For Dylan, it's Chuckery. We'll see you. AMF. (laughs) 